Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so as similar to other podcasts that I do, I just want to get to know you and find out about your skincare journey and how you found the Natural Chaos app and, you know, just more about you and everything that you love to do. So why don't you just tell me like your age, where you're from, if you're a mom or married or any of that stuff, and maybe what you do for work. If okay, you do work. sure. So I am 32. I currently live in Wichita, Kansas. My husband's in the Air Force, and so we're stationed here. Um, and I grew up kind of moving around as well. My dad was in the Army, and then I joined the Marines for five years um, and had my own little adventure. And then um, after that, I went to culinary school for a little while and worked at a five-star restaurant in Dallas, and then I got married. And um, now I am just a dog mom and entrepreneur and skincare enthusiast, DIY enthusiast. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a little bit about me. I love that you were a Marine, which is <laughs> crazy. That, that must just have a series of stories to it. And then you went on to culinary arts school? Yes, yeah. I just, I've always loved to cook. I grew up like my, you know, just the family matriarchs um, that I was surrounded by are just always cooking and making these amazing Southern dishes. And so I just kind of wanted to expand on the skills that they had laid the foundation for. So, and it's coming handy, yeah. even as a housewife cooking for my husband, we, we eat pretty well. So I bet you do. Uh, one of the best compliments my husband ever gave me was that I ruined restaurants for him. Oh, like, that's so sweet. I know, I know, right? I mean, now that I'm so busy with this thing, he doesn't really get that much home cooking anymore. <laughs> oh, no. but, um, you do it all girl. <laughs> but I do enjoy cooking and I love that you do too. And I would love to like pick your brain about amazing dishes that you must've made at the restaurant. Oh my gosh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. But we do have, we do have that group in the app called good eats. I don't know if you've ever seen that oh, one. That. And so sometimes people will post like recipes in there and stuff. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I want to check that page out. Yeah. So how did you, okay, so you're, you're like very capable, obviously you're a Marine, then you go to culinary arts school, you're working in a five-star hotel or restaurant. And then how did you get into like skincare and then finding this like whole DIY community and natural chaos? How did that work for you? Um, so I guess I've always been interested in skincare. Like I've always been like kind of a hippie in a way. Like I like keeping things natural, but I'm also like have a scientific mind. I've like, even when I was a teenager, I was diving into like NCBI studies on like skin and transepidermal water loss. And you know, I don't know. So it's always been interesting to me. So I've been making my own like skincare products for a while. And then I wanted to kind of take it a step further right around the time, like right before I turned 30, I think I started 
doing some more research and I wanted to start trying doing like chemical peels and Botox and stuff. And so I stumbled across you on YouTube and um, I found your chemical peel videos. So then I started doing some more researching and, um, and decided to just go ahead and go for it. So I did a 70% glycolic chemical peel and I love the results from that. And I had been paying for Botox, a couple of Botox sessions with the plastic surgeon and it was just, you know, expensive. And, um, so I was, you know, kind of did some more digging and, and found some more of your videos. And I think I joined the Facebook group, like right before it got shut down. Like, I think like the week before, okay. um, and so I was kind of with you through the journey of Facebook to Wix to the new app and stuff. But um, yeah, so I ordered, from, my first order was from Dermix. I ordered the Botulax and, and just reconstituted myself and, um, you know, did my first Botox session, I think, um, towards the beginning of 2020. So how did that go for you? Did you feel it, good about it? Yeah, I was really um, surprised at how easy it was to do it. And, um, you know, it gave me confidence to kind of jump in and try some more things and stuff. I ended up doing lip filler as well. Um, and just, I, I just like to play around with things and try different things. But Botox is really the, the only thing I've been super consistent with. Well, it's like one of those things that, is just really cause and effect, like full on results, you know, and the results are usually quick and it's just, it makes, it's such a game changer. Exactly. Yes, for sure. So did you struggle with any skin concerns growing up or did you just always have beautiful skin and you just wanted to continue having beautiful skin? Um, no, so I didn't have, I've never really had bad skin. Thank God. I mean, I've been pretty blessed, I guess, in that area. It was just, and I never really had much of a skincare routine when I was like, my my mom's not super into skincare and she still like goes to the tanning salon and stuff. And so like she, I, she would take me to the tanning salon with her as like a teenager and stuff. So it took me a while to break myself and realize, you know, that I wasn't doing my skin any favors. And then I, you know, like I said, when I was, about to turn 30 I was like having a little freak out moment and like are there lines there <laughs> so I um so that's why I kind of when I got really serious and I was like I'm gonna start wearing sunscreen every day and really like make sure that I'm taking care of my skin so that makes yeah sense. that's basically my my short little journey what does your husband think of it <laughs> Does he think it's um, crazy he, or? he's actually been like pretty supportive and like he he even like when I wanted to try PRF he like did the venipuncture for me and stuff because I was like way too squeamish to do it so <laughs> so it's it's been actually helpful having him around like he's he's not super into like skincare like he doesn't really do it but he's supportive of me um you know trying different things and doing it so 
I guess I'm, I'm awesome looking that, that he, way as well. That's awesome that he set the yeah. um, draw for you. That's so nice. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so tricky doing it one-handed. I That's the reason you don't see me do that that often. I mean, I've really only done it one time and I made the video for it because every time I think that I'm going to film it, then I like get ready to do it. And then like, I never get the stick right. And I'm just like, you know, and so I know I need to, I need to figure out a, a technique for myself and I just need to find a place. And I know, you know, I think I watched Andrea do it on her hand and I was thinking, you know, maybe that's easier, easier for me to, to get yourself. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a good point. I've always been trying to do the stick here and right. now I'm thinking I should just try to do it here in the hand. So yeah, that's a good point. If you have a smaller gauge needle, maybe easier to get those littler, yeah. littler veins too. Mm -hmm. So, so you've been with us for a long time. I mean, you were with us in the Facebook group right before it went down. So how do you feel about the app and the community and how it's kind of just like continued to mature? I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, the app kind of creates like a safe space for us too. We don't have to worry about getting shut down again or like, you know, what we can and can't say, and we can kind of just support each other. And everybody's so like kind and encouraging, you know, especially if it's your first time trying something like everybody's so gracious and it's just a really amazing community and tribe that you've built from the ground up. And I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Yeah. You know, when you start things, you never really know where they're going to go. And the only reason we have an app is because we continually had to pivot due to unforeseen circumstances that didn't really even make sense. Still yeah. don't make sense because obviously yeah. there's people still on YouTube and people still have private Facebook groups doing this stuff. But nonetheless, I, I constantly look at it as a silver lining because I think what it did was it made us tighter and more um, considerate of one another and also more aware that like having this community isn't something that's just easy to have. And yeah. so, um, you know, for anybody that's in the future who's coming in, just know that, that this has been pioneered by people who have struggled to keep the community together. And I, I'm so grateful for that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Everybody's so like knowledgeable and if they're not, they'll, you know, help you out and, and encourage you to do your research too, you know? So there's so much information and it's, it's a, such a great community to be a part of, especially, yeah. yeah. Well, especially and, when it comes to skincare. Right. There's and, nothing like it really. Well, that's how I feel too. I mean, I truly feel like we are unlike anything else that's out there. We are the largest skincare community of this type in the world. And I think the other thing that's about it is I think people, you know, cause you, you see all these like build an app today and all these like app and people are setting up their own apps, but they're usually static they're almost like just static blog pages where people can just like keep adding information. They're not a community driven app the way yeah. that we have it. 
And um, I think that's also what makes it really unique. I just don't think that people who haven't come in, I don't think they realize what it's like in there. Right. No, exactly. So um, like, what are your favorite products? Like do you use Botulax. Is that your favorite toxin or do you have a different one or does it not matter? That's the only one I've ever used, actually. I think because it's pretty inexpensive um, to just, I buy the bigger like 200 unit one and then reconstitute it myself. And then I just freeze, like I'll, I'll use like 50 units and then freeze it and then wait a couple months and then reuse it. And it still works well every time I use it. So it's- So do you, uh, you, you freeze the vial or do you uh-huh. draw up all of it into syringes and freeze it? I freeze the whole vial. I mean, okay. I probably, it might be a smarter idea to draw it up into syringes and that way it's like vacuum no, sealed. I mean, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about, cause I've never frozen it before, but I actually, you know, I mixed up that hundred unit Liz talks the other night and I was thinking, oh, maybe I should draw it up into syringes and then freeze those in a bag. And that way they're ready to go. And I can just thaw one out. when That's I really it. smart. Yeah. I did not even think of that. So I might try that too. But so far, yeah, I just froze in the vial and it still works every time. Like I've reconstituted or like I've thawed and frozen it like four times before in the same vial and it It doesn't get freezer burn. It's not like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and you know, I try to make sure like the day that I'm going to use it, I pull it out and I put it right back in when I'm done. So that way it's not, you know, sitting out because I don't use the bacteriostatic saline. I just use regular saline. So that way it's not getting contaminated. I use, I use, I use regular saline too. And I mean, I'm not concerned about it, but you know, I always want to make sure people understand why bariostatic is being used because it has the preservative in it. And that's going to help prevent bacteria from growing. Um, Right. Yeah. It's a nice option to have for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what do you like, do you look forward to lives? Like, what are the things that you enjoy most about the app? Like what keeps you like, cause I'm interested in this, like what keeps you coming in and being engaged? I mean, I, I just love the tribe and the, and the vibe of the app, but, um, I think the greatest resource to me is just like all the, the studies and the like technical information that, that it's hard to just like seek out for yourself on the internet and try and find, you know, and then you get, get the people on there that are posting studies and um, resource links and stuff. And you can really just go on a deep dive as much as you want on any, you know, skincare topic. Um, And like I said, I kind of have like a scientific mind. So I love to just dive into that stuff. Yeah. The thing that I love too, is when somebody will post something And it's like a concept that I've never even thought of, right? And so then all of a sudden you dive deep into that, trying to understand, oh, what's that about? And and I and that's where the collective nature of it, I think that's the value is that I can't figure out everything online and find everything to bring back. And I can't try every product there is. That's an impossibility. And and so collectively we are able to do that together and inspire one another and, you know, help keep everyone safe and educated as much as we can. I mean, obviously everyone is an adult and it's their personal uh, responsibility to make 
the right choices for them, but that doesn't right. mean that we want we want to try to provide as many tools as possible for that. Yeah, it's just a great resource. And at the end of the day, we all have our own responsibility for our own lives and our own choices. And that's that's just the, you know, part of being an adult. But um you know, we, we want to make informed choices. And so it just gives you the ability to make informed choices and to do, you know, more research and know what you're getting into if you decide yeah. to do something. I, I, that's what I love about it too. Okay. So where did you grow up? Cause you didn't grow up in Wichita. No. So I mostly grew up in Oklahoma, like Tulsa area. And, but I said, like I said, my dad was in the army. So I moved around a lot. Like I literally went to 13 different schools as a kid. So I mm. did I don't really have like I was born in Tennessee and like my extended family still lives there. So I guess like if anywhere is home, probably there. But my husband's actually from Wichita and his whole family is here. So it's been nice being back here and just to be near family and have that like support network that I wasn't used to growing up or moving around with when I was in the military as well. So. Yeah. So that's so interesting. So when you said to your dad, yeah, I'm going to join up what it, what, I mean, he was probably like, oh, that's great. Or what was his. Feedback? He was nervous. Like he was like, why can't you just go air force or Navy or something? He did not want me to go into the Marines at first. Like, he, cause he knew he, he was in the army. He knows how like the boys club works and how like it can get toxic at times, you know, but, um, I was, I was blessed and I was, I'm so glad that I did it. Um, and I did it, make it a career, you know, I was like, I did five years. Um, but it was, it was an amazing life experience. I mean, I got paid to travel the world. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you like, can you, I mean, I know probably lots of things are like private or whatever, but is there anything you can share that was like, cool, like someplace you went and some kind of like ops that you did that was stood out to you? Um, sure. So my, my job, I was a crew chief on C-130s. Um, I got out as a sergeant. Um, so, and I did a, um, deployment to Bahrain and Kuwait and we did some mission. It was, this was around 2014. So when like ISIS was starting to gain a stronghold in Iraq and stuff. So we flew up quite a few missions into Iraq and Afghanistan. We're on a big plane. So it's not like we were doing like special ops or anything, but we, we were, we were there to support like, um, like refueling the helicopters and stuff that were actually going in and rescuing people and stuff like that. So it was, it was an amazing experience and I was really glad to be a part of it for sure. Wow. That's so good. I can't even imagine like trying to make it through Marine boot camp. Like it just looks so <laughs> difficult. So you just must be just an incredible athlete to be able to do that. Um, honestly, no, like I have always been kind of like this tall scrawny person and I was nervous going in because I was like, I'm going to be surrounded by all these like softball players, like super strong athletic women. And I'm just going to be this little like twig next to all of them. But it was such a diverse group of women. Um, and it, it was amazing because it just, 
it makes you realize how much stronger you are than you think that you are. You know, I think everyone kind of has um, strengths within them that they don't really realize are inside until you're put in a position where you have to be strong, you know? So um, it was, it was definitely, it was challenging, but um, it, it, it made me learn a lot about myself as well. Well, thank you for your service. I know those thank who are so listening yeah. appreciate it too. I mean, we need amazing people like you and thank you to your husband for his service currently too. Yes, we're so grateful for all the support we get um, from our community and everyone really is, is so supportive. Good. So, I'm I, mean, I mean, I'm that. sure in Wichita you get a, I mean, it seems like that community would probably be very, pro us troops and supportive and stuff. So that's great for sure. And it's good to know that we're not going to send anybody over to the Ukraine too, you know, yeah. that we're just sending money. Which... Yes. <laughs> right. Um, A whole yeah. lot of politics that goes into that, but yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's for the best. Yeah. I don't think we should. Yeah. I think that we need to keep our own people safe as long as we can. Um, okay, what else was I gonna ask you about? Oh, do you have any brothers and sisters or anything like that? Um, yeah, I have. So I'm the oldest of four. I have a sister that's younger than, just younger than me. We're 14 months apart, so we're pretty close. Um, I think your boys are all pretty close together, aren't they, as yeah. well? Yeah, um, I had four boys in five years, so they're just like... Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, she has three girls as well. She's a mom. Um, and I have two little brothers. One is, um, living in Dallas and my youngest brother lives in LA. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So you were by your Dallas brother when you were working in Texas. Um, actually, no, he just moved oh. there recently, Aww, <laughs> but, uh, my sister lives in Texas too. So I think he, he moved there to be closer to her as well. Cause they, they just bought some land out there and stuff. Everyone's moving to Texas, Tennessee, and Florida. Yes. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I know. Like seriously, like there's this massive exodus from California right now. I feel like we're going to be the only ones here. <laughs> California is so nice though like the weather's amazing the beaches are gorgeous you know just it's I guess you have to weigh your priorities but yeah you just have we just have to we just have to get our programs and the running of the state in line is the truth of it I I think that having high tax dollars has not been necessarily a benefit to the state because it's allowed for just a ton of corrupt misrun programs for decades and that's what happens when you have like unlimited money but I think it's going to start to dawn on the state that like look companies are leaving and people are leaving so the tax base is leaving and you can't just keep throwing money at every problem and still not finding a resolution for it right so like anything the pendulum is going to swing back and forth and we'll get some correction here I hope for sure yeah I think you're right um, all right. So, um, I always like to ask people what their favorite, like three products are that they are currently using. Um, so as far as like treatments go, I, like I said, Botox is really the one that I stick to. Um, but I'm, 
I have my own skincare line. It's called Botanicary. And okay. so probably my three favorite products that I use would be my um, orchid stem cell and vitamin C, like facial mist. Um, oh, I use yeah. that every morning. And then I have a really good um, facial cream that has like Centella Asiatica and peptides in it. Um, and so I'll like kind of seal it in with that. And that's kind of my morning routine. Like if I want a quick two-step routine and then um, at night I have like a, a retinol and um, niacinamide serum that I use. And then I'll follow that up with a facial oil. Nice. And just lock it in. Lock Wait, it so yes. Tell me about you being an entrepreneur. I meant to follow back up to that. So I'm so grateful that you brought your skin line up because I wanted to talk to you about that. So give me the deep dive in that. When did you start it and how's it going? Okay. Yeah. So like I said, I've kind of always been interested in, I'm, I'm just like a very like DIY person period. Like I just, I do everything. Um, and so even when I was a kid, I was like making my own like hair oils and face oils and stuff. Um, and then I kind of started getting more serious, like right before I got married and starting making more of my daily like use products and stuff. And then when I got married, I started just slowly replacing everything with something that I made myself, you know, and I would kind of perfect and tweak that thing until I got it like where I wanted it and then move on to the next thing. So, um, at home, I make like all of our stuff, shampoo, conditioner, um, whatever. Um, but, um, so my skincare line, um, I, I've been perfecting those recipes for a quite a while. And so I just launched like this year. Um, and cause I really just wanted everything to be perfect before I jumped into it. And there's a lot that goes into it. Like there's FDA regulations on your labeling and, um, you can't like make too many like scientific claims because then it becomes a drug and, you know, setting up a website and yeah, I mean, you know, all the, all the technical stuff that goes from running around trying to drive people to your website and make people know in a very, very loud world. Right. So it is, it's pretty daunting. And then you have to have, you know, um, like liability insurance in case you get sued and all this stuff. So, um, it is, it was, it's, it's a daunting process. So it's been about two years in the works, but I was finally able to launch, um, earlier this year. And so I'm excited to see where it goes and how it does. I also have my realtor's license in Kansas. So that's the other thing that I do. I love that. I, I always think that I would have loved to do real estate because I like I scour Zillow 24 seven and I'm just like, oh, that house is way overpriced or I'll be like, I wonder if it's going to sell for that. And then it's going to like increase the market for everyone else, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I love it. I love real estate period. Like um, since my husband's been in the military and I've kind of been home for like working from home for most of our marriage, I have just enjoyed like kind of fixing up our houses that we've bought in the different locations and, um, you know, improving them. So like this one, I installed a fence in the backyard and put in a patio and re when he was deployed last year, I retiled the whole basement, like just doing different things. So like I said, I, I just like to do anything myself, but it just makes I me love it. You are the queen of empowerment here. Like, <laughs> 
yeah, and you know, I think going back to where you said in the Marines, like learning to do hard things and really realizing that you can and how much that stretches you just makes you realize that you're capable of a lot more than you realize. And I think that takes you across genres, right? Into skincare, into doing your own things, into building a fence and tiling and building your own skincare brand. Like these, you know, I think a lot of people feel hindered because maybe they haven't done anything hard and then therefore they don't realize how capable they truly are. Yeah, absolutely. It's like learning how to learn, you know, once like I didn't grow up, like my dad kind of did all the projects and the fix-its and car maintenance and stuff. And so he didn't really teach us how to do it. But once I like went through that journey of going in the Marines, becoming like an aircraft mechanic and kind of learning that I'm just, that I'm able to do something like that. Cause I just always thought of it as something you like I would never be able to do. And then when, and now the internet makes it so easy too, because you can always like look up how to do something online. Like I, I don't even know how anyone did it before. Like that's why, yeah, that's why you had experts in their field. But, um, I, I feel so blessed to live in that, uh, this era now where we can just look up how to do anything, you know? Oh my gosh. Amen. I tell people all the time that I feel like even though with social media and stuff, and there's that whole negative side where people feel really bad and stuff. But still, I think the overwhelming fact that all information is at our fingertips is just the most incredible time to live. And that it's, it's personally driven searches are personally driven on topics that you are interested in. And you can find a plethora on those topics. I just think it is. It's the most incredible time to live. And then also being blessed by having like somebody like Elon Musk, who's just pushing the boundaries so fast. And you're just like, it's incredible. Yes. It's, it's so exciting. Um, we're, yeah, we're so blessed. I mean, like you said, there is like, there's a dark side to it and you have to, but it, but again, it comes back to personal responsibility and like individual accountability, you know, we're all, we're all adults. We all make our own decisions and we have to live with the consequences of those decisions, whether, you know, for better or for worse. Exactly. And censoring information isn't going to stop bad actors. No, You know what I mean? Just like gun control isn't going to stop school shootings, unfortunately. So, you know, and, and so I think, And I think that's what I love about our app and our community too, is that people really do understand that they understand that they are a human being. They are responsible for themselves. The actions that they choose for themselves have nothing to do with other people. And, you know, that, that is the point of life and we can't collectively control one another. All we can do is hope to be the best people we can personally be and make the best decisions for ourselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. I'm always, I'm like, I don't know. I guess I kind of lean libertarian. Like I get, I, I don't know. I, I have friends from all over the political spectrum, like from anarchist to socialist. And like, I, it's never affected any of my friendships. Like I can talk to anyone about it. But personally, I just, I really believe in individual accountability more than anything. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I know. I always lean libertarian as well. Unfortunately, like registering to vote in the state of California, you can't vote in the primary unless you're registered. Registered with one or the other. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, you have to pick one, but, um, but yes, <laughs> I'm always looking for that candidate that's going to be more libertarian based that could actually win, you know? Right. Right. It's yeah. It's American politics is so, so insane, especially just the last, I don't know, maybe it was just because before I wasn't, I was like a kid. And so I wasn't really paying attention to it, but it just seems like it's gotten way crazier. <laughs> No, it's gotten way crazier because I, I studied political science through high school and college. And so it's always been at the top of my like consciousness Yeah, and it has just gone. So just so polarizing. I mean, Uh and, and that's sad because that's how you break down civilizations as you, you pit them against each other and then they're weaker. Right. Um, It's all division. Um, whereas like when you, when you meet with someone in person and you have conversations with them, even if you differ politically, like you always find that you have a lot more in common than you have different, you know, we're all human. We all have human experiences. And I think that's something that the political parties want us to forget, but, um, yeah, well, and, and that just like you're saying, like, if you sit down with someone, you see the humanity in them and you realize, like, I'm not going to like, be so rude or brash the way that people feel like they can be online. And I think the same with like skincare. I always think like, if this person was saying this person would never say this to my face, you know, and if this person sat down with me, they would, they would like me. I just know it. Exactly. Exactly. The internet's kind of dissociated us from from someone else's humanity and our sense of compassion um, that we would otherwise have in face-to-face um, interactions. Like I said, there, and we were talking about there's the dark side to the internet and to this accessibility as well. Like, I don't, I don't know if I could even handle having your level of like exposure and having to deal with the haters to that extent. I feel like it would just break me. So it's, it's impressive and inspirational to see you um, no. stay so like kind-hearted throughout it all. Well, believe me, I have like my breaking points too, where I like feel bad that I lashed out at someone, but I honestly, it's not the trolls that get to me or people's like insensitive comments. It's, it's the platforms and me feeling, cause I am someone who feels like a can do empowered person and I'm going to solve it and I can do this and I can, you know, correct this or whatever. And so to just be like, terminated off of YouTube or just be canceled or feel like there are warnings on my accounts and I don't know what they mean or what they're related to. And there's no conversation. Those are the kinds of things that are traumatizing for me because oh, yeah, that's awful. I, I don't know where to go from there. You know, you have no recourse. Yeah. yeah. You can't even defend your, your name. You don't have, yeah, it's, they're taking away all your power. It's, it's atrocious. Um, yeah. But like you were saying with Elon Musk, now that he has Twitter, maybe there'll be like a, finally like a free speech platform where you can, you know, not be afraid of getting shut down. No, I mean, that's when I first heard him wanting to buy Twitter, which I will see if it goes through, maybe he'll get yeah. a better price on it now that like 20% of their accounts right. are safe. <laughs> but um, but my, my hope was that yes, he would take Twitter to a whole new level because really YouTube needs a true competitor. There is nothing else like YouTube. Rumble is yeah. not YouTube. No. And um and 
I, I don't think I'm the only one who sees that. And yet I don't see anyone pulling up a YouTube platform to compete because the fact is, is that because YouTube is owned by Google, if you don't have a YouTube page. So for instance, when I had my YouTube channel, natural chaos for microneedling or TCA peels or whatever would always rank first. Now I'm like on page three because I don't have the YouTube channel anymore. So, you know, you get hurt by not having that YouTube channel and Google can control where you come up. Yeah, I'm sure it's significantly affected your growth. Cause like I said, at the time that I found you was through YouTube. And I mean, I feel so, so blessed to have gotten that information and time that I feel so badly for the people that are searching now and not able to find you and, you know, your amazing group and your, the information that you have, like, you know, gotten all these collaborators together to have this awesome community that we can talk about these things. Yeah. And, you know, there's things in the works. Um, I've, I am looking to try to get I just want to feel more secure, right? From the standpoint that I'm not going to just be kicked off the Apple app store or, you know, like I'm just not going to be like kicked off of Google, you know, it's like things like that. And so I've been trying to figure out how to secure some of those things with like maybe some more like strategic people who are connected to those things so that I can't just be wiped off. Yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. I hope that so, works. Future, future goals. Okay. So tell me your name of your skincare brand again, because I didn't catch it completely. Okay. It's botanicary, like botanical apothecary as was my inspiration and combined it into one word, but I've got a trademark so, in the works for. So awesome. So are you just selling direct to consumer from your website or are you using Etsy or how are you doing the funnel? So I How have it on my that? website. Um, I have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Um, and I am also soon going to be going through like wholesale markets as well. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, what we'll do in this podcast is we'll definitely link to your website so people can go okay. check out your products. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. And your, yeah, your Instagram too. Oh yeah. We'd love to try it. And then, um, yeah, your, uh, your mist sounded amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, send you one of those. Yeah. And, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. We'll link to your Instagram too. So oh, that, thanks so much. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, Sarah, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your life with me and your experiences so far and being such an amazing supporter of the natural chaos community. It's really just a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel so honored to, to have gotten to have this conversation with you. Sweet. Well, thank you. And, and again, like this just goes back to the goal of this podcast, which is to just bring more awareness to the fact that we have real solid, good people in here that are choosing to do these things for themselves. And it's not some like extreme wacky fringe community, you know? And no, I think that's, that's what people not think. At all. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's what people so. think when they hear, oh, you do your own Botox? Like, where are you doing it? In an alley? Like what's, you know? <laughs> no, there's so many amazing people that I've met through the app and everybody's so normal, has, you know, kids and dogs and life. And 
jobs and we just all come together and have like a community built around skincare, but that's also supportive through like everything we're all going through in life. Yeah. Well, thank you friend for joining me and I'll see you in the app. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Okay, you guys, isn't Sarah so lovely? I, I had no idea that she was a Marine, that she was a five-star chef, that she now has her own skincare brand, which I'll link below so you can go check it out. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. We have the most incredible people that are combined collectively into our community who are just vibrant amazing people. And I hope that this series continues to share that with you and inspire you that we are the same and that we would love to have you in the app. And also if you are part of our app, well, then you already know. And I hope this gave you more insight into Sarah and make sure to go follow her in the app and, and tell her you heard this podcast and you just think amazing things about her because she is a can-do incredible person. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.